Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Home delivery available in Regina at sassbeardelivery.ca. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast. Joel Gass and John Fraser, as always, on the internet's only curling podcast? Am, am I seeing this right? I thought we were a football podcast. No, once, once, once a year. Annual-ish. Because we... I, I guess we say annual-ish because I'm not 100% sure if we actually did the 8N Nation episode last year. I know we did it the I year think... before. I know we did it the year before with Haji, but I don't remember if we did it last year, to be perfectly honest. Um... <laughs> I don't know if we did. I thought we did it with Haji. I thought it was like two years running with Haji, but I might be wrong. It's totally possible. Like, I honestly don't remember. I, we, I mean, we could probably go back and check, but I only remember doing one as far as I can tell. Right. However, it's also funny that we mentioned that 8N Nation comes with Haji. Mm-hmm. And we've just changed the Haji for this 8N Nation. Yes, yeah, a far more qualified Haji to talk about curling. That is, of course, no disrespect meant to Three Down Nations. John Hodge, who knows the game quite well as well. Yes, he does. But, but not as well as a guy who literally plays the game at the highest level. And for the first time ever on the Three Down Nation Greencast, yes, the football podcast, we finally have an athlete on the pod, as Joel's dodgeball's ball skills and my curling skills certainly don't count. It is the one, the only, the lead of Team Wildcard, and one of my very, very, very good friends, Mr. Colin Hodgson. Haji, how do you feel being the first athlete ever on a football podcast? Um, I, You know what? This has been a dream of mine my entire life to be here spending my evening with both of you guys having a cold pint. Well, and that's that's what we're all about. And that's as I informed you and as you have listened to the pod a couple of times, I assume. Uh, Joel and I are all about the local beers. So uh, we haven't done what's in our glass tonight. So I'll let you tee it off, Haji. What is in your glass tonight? Then Joel and I will recap and we'll get into asking you some questions about uh, bubble curling. I happen to have one, one very special Lake of the Woods Brewing Company handcrafted Forgotten yes. Lake Strong Beer blueberry ale oh it's so good. 7.1 and it hails from kenora ontario and right. i've had a few of these um over the last uh, couple of years since i've been up in the region that's right you are a northern ontario boy we'll get into that uh tonight for me as i figure we might be reaching a new audience as you know our normal like audience of four is probably bored of joel and i shit um, I figure I'd go back to going, giving our sponsors some love, that being the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. 
We call it the OG and the official beer of the podcast. That is the Pile of Bones White IPA. Haji, next time you're out, I will hook you up with these. These are crisp, refreshing. And it's funny, now that it's gone from minus 50 to plus 3, it almost feels like summer. So a good summery beer for our Wednesday night. Absolutely. It's always the one that uh, many of us go to around here. Uh, for me, I'm also sticking with uh, sponsors, friends of the show, the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Um, because curlers love coffee and because curlers love beer, I am drinking the only dark beer pretty much that John will drink, the Cold yes. Brew Americano Stout from the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Just rich, dark, delicious, and just a little bit creamy. And, and a little bit of that coffee taste. So it is your mm-hmm. perfect, it is your perfect, like, again, like, Haji, you're going to be at the Briar and, you know, actually curling at a high level, but it is your perfect, like, Sunday morning bond <laughs> spiel 10 a.m. beer. Yeah. You know what? You you hit the nail on the head. That's actually probably my very favorite kind of beer. Um, really? Yes, I love a good coffee. You know, coffee a strong flavor is oh, it's it's hard to beat with beer. Um, you know, it goes really well with all, all sorts of cooking as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, having a chocolate cake if you just flip in a little bit of coffee there as well, just really enhances the flavor. And um, probably the best one I ever had was at uh, Trans Canada Brewing yep. in in Winnipeg. And that was the first one I ever had. I never really thought coffee and beer went well together. Yep. So my goodness, what they, you know, the work that they put into making that brew taste proper is just phenomenal. And I can't wait to try this one. Like, uh, you know, having a, having a coffee beer is like, especially with creamy, when you say creamy at the end, that is just something that, uh, you know, it just tickles my fancy just right. Oh, yeah. oh, and, you know, speaking of things that are black and creamy and delicious, um, <laughs> The Midnight Bison's hats. Let's let's get that started. Let's first off give you uh, a little bit of background on you. On top of being uh, one of the best leads in the world, uh, you are also the founder of Dynasty Curling Apparel. So those absolute banger Scotty jerseys, those absolute banger Briar jerseys are all about you. But we did take some fan questions, and one of the first questions that we got was from my good friend Heather Berry. And Heather basically said, can I have a Midnight Bison's hat? And I said, okay, we'll maybe call him. We'll sponsor the podcast. You know, we, we have sponsor. We have lots of room. We only have one sponsor there, Haji. So <laughs> just want to give you some love on that. And uh, can Heather have a Midnight Bison hat? Where does she get it? Yeah, she can definitely, you know, check it out on the website. Um, or even furthermore, reach out to me on social media. Um, never know what happens. Sometimes there's bartering that can happen these days. And I do happen to like golf. Um, yes. We might have a connection there. I don't know. Can you fill me in on that? Uh, yeah, I've been golfing a couple times, uh, especially post-COVID with, uh, with Heather, and uh, she's, she works tourism here at Sports uh, Saskatoon, so she's going to be a big part of the uh, curling trials and any curling events that come here to the city. So uh, I think I, I'm negotiating on her behalf, but I think she can hook you up with some free golf if a hat uh, sp- it comes her way and, like, two hats specifically for me brokering this deal. I think that's a natural fit. Anytime we can get some golf, get get on the golf course, um, you know, have a nice choice beverage. Uh, it's a win win for everybody. So I think I'm I'm game for that. And yeah, you know, give me a shout. Slide into the DMs is uh, what the kids say, right? Is that how it goes? <laughs> Usually, for, for yeah. The record, I have a, for the record, I have a fiance, and I'm I, I absolutely love her. And, and uh, yeah, the sliding into the DMs might mean a different thing than I think it does. I don't know. I'm getting older. <laughs> You know, the, you're, neither of us are ones to ask. I, I, no. 
no. Yeah, we think like slide of the DMs like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? You're cool. Let's hang out. I'm sure it's kind of like Netflix and chill and has an ulterior motive. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll make it clear that when we us old guys say slide into the DMs, that's what we mean. Hey, eh, gas. Yeah, absolutely. But just to, to kind of go back a little bit, the whole the dynasty curling, what was sort of the idea behind that? And uh, it's meteoric rise, I guess you could say, as we I just want to kind of rub this in John's face a little bit, as I know he's <laughs> he's cranky about not being involved when he could have been. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest regret in life. Yes. Yeah, you, you, you did really you royally screwed up there, John. And, I and I'm really did. did because I kept more equity in my company. But um, yeah, Dynasty Curling really started off as it started off as a side project. And I, I have a Saskatchewan curler to blame for that, uh, to be honest. Um, so Matt Dunstone, before he was the Matt Dunstone, we know him now, one of the best curlers on the planet in the men's game, finished, you know, third at the Briar last year. Just a tremendous young player, world junior champion, I believe. Um, just an amazing curler. But back in the day, I think he was a better baseball player than he was a curler. And so randomly through Twitter, um, Maddie hooked me up with uh, my current business partner. And it kind of goes back a little while further. And it's where it, it, Nicholas Adeen is the guy that kind of brokered this whole thing unintentionally. Really? So, yeah, it's a fun story. It kind of came out of nowhere. So Nicholas's uh, Olympic team um, with Sebastian Krop, Freddie Lindholm, uh, Victor Shaw, who is now Jennifer Jones' coach. He married uh, Jennifer Shaw, who runs the Grand Slam of Curling. You know, it's very well tied together now. And what happened was I took those guys out playing. That We were in Calgary, which I'm here for the bubble during the Briar. And yeah. we went, we took them into the baseball bubble. And that's at the UFC where the, you know, dinos had a bit of a training facility, batting cages, turf and field and everything. So I took Nicholas, the Dean in there and the guys, um, they had never played baseball because in Sweden there isn't baseball. So the, <laughs> it's an unbelievable story. Nicholas, the Dean. So I bring a radar gun out and Nicholas, the Dean's first pitch he throws is 75 miles per hour. What? How, what? How good of an athlete he is. Blew me away. Wow. And the funny thing about that, though, is Sebastian Croft couldn't even, like, get the ball to the back wall where it's 175. <laughs> so there's a broad range of athletic ability. And, and you know, I'll give credit where it's due. Um, Freddie Lindbergh was looking like Ty Cobb out there or yeah. Mickey Mantle swinging from the right side of the plate. He's just hitting dingers. And he's yeah. so powerful. Great sweeper. Olympian. Um, but the funny thing is none of them could catch because they've never <laughs> held a baseball glove before. Fair enough, they, yeah. So they try to catch the ball in their palm and it oh. kept hurting their hands. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Yikes. So that was a long time. That was over 10 years ago now. Yeah. And and so I ended up, like, fast forward later, Nicholas Adin was, was in Winnipeg between events. Uh, I think we we're heading into Portage. He came from, I don't know, Toronto or something. And they said, he said, like, I want to take my guys out and have an experience. Um, so I knew Matty Dunstone was a good baseball player. And so we reached out to, I reached out to him. And he ended up reaching out to Farron Ashram, who is now my current business partner. And Farron is a Hall of Fame coach in Manitoba. He won the Indigenous um, deck or Volunteer of the Decade a few, uh, uh, last month. Is an amazing wow. accomplishment. He's a very accomplished guy, um, but he number one, he's just a great teacher. So Maddie knew 
because he was a provincial coach, you should reach out to him. And funny story, I went to a national championship for baseball and Farron coached against the team that I was playing on. I was in Alberta. He was on Manitoba. So it's just crazy where these connections come from. So we take a Dean's team uh, to the batting cages. Um, You know, I think we still have video of it, of those guys hacking – you know, Maddie's in the background dropping the ball into the pitching machine that's shooting 70 miles an hour, Nick, and he's, you know, he's actually not making contact. He's, like, stroking the ball. Crazy. Like, gaps. And so that's really where I ended up meeting my business partner with Dynasty. And so, you know, I got the chance to curl with Reed Carruthers, and it was just – and Derek Sanamagalski and Braden Miscoe was on the team who now plays with Matt Dunstone – and we won the provincial championship that year. And after that, we celebrated. And Farron was just there. You know, we had a few choice beverages. And we tell the same the same story about each other is he said that I came up with the idea. But I pretty clearly remember. I think I was had less choice beverages. Than he. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he had an embroidery company and screen printing company. And he said, why don't we work together on this? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, we're a few drinks deep. Let's. But, you know, we followed up on it, and from there, we – it's a funny story because we actually had a clothing sponsor for my team. So our my own team was not wearing Dynasty Apparel the first year. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> and so my team was wearing something else, and here I am peddling uniforms. I don't even know what I'm doing with them. So um, Val Sweeting, Chelsea Carey, Nicholas Adeen, Matt Dunstone, and Carrie Anerson – and I, I forgive me if I make an error and, and exclude anyone, but I believe those were our first five kind of major teams that yeah. we brought on board. And I, I definitely screwed up Val Sweeting's, their team's apparel, at least three times. <laughs> <laughs> but they're patient, and they gave us a chance. And by doing that, we actually developed our apparel very quickly into this kind of cool new custom apparel that you can design and to make it look however you want. So for example, um, you know, there's lots of internet trolls out there as we know. And, you know, I decided to hop into a Facebook group, a curling Facebook group last week and, you know, see what people were saying. Cause I, I do want to get constructive feedback from people. Oh, you poor man. What, what, why? <laughs> why? Oh baby, do you need a hug right now? Like, don't do, don't do, don't do that on Facebook. There's other yeah. other places Ooh. are better. <laughs> so how how did that work out for you, Hachi? It, well, Facebook's a tough one, but you know what? I've kind of learned recently that I do want to give people a chance. I don't want to just assume that you know that person make nasty comments or just not coming from a good place. It's like, well, okay, well the comments come for a reason. So I challenged some people, and I said they said, well. No, that's ugly. We hate it. Or that material is terrible. We hate it. What did they do? Why are they doing this? Why do they fit this way? So I challenged them. I said, okay, well, I actually commented on every single post. And, you know, it did take a lot out of me. And I don't do this every day. I don't recommend it for anybody. It's difficult to do. um, (laughs) Put yourself out there for other people to criticize you. But I just wanted to know. And I got a lot of good constructive criticism back. And I also educated a little bit to say, look, we actually, you know, we're dealing with optical illusions with our apparel. We don't change it. Our materials have stayed the same. We worked through those materials. Um, you know, Team Jones helped us. Team Jennifer Jones, an Olympic gold medalist, you know, they helped us develop a cut that is, um, you know, something that makes sense for 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 women. I don't. I'm not going to pretend like I understand, 
how the garments need to fit, I'm going to take that feedback. And on the men's right. side, we have team. On the men's side, we had Team Jacobs, and they had a different body type. So how do we fit these uniforms so that John <laughs> Fraser feels like he's Brad Jacobs on the ice? And that's my ultimate goal is making people connect to something. You're saying yeah. John doesn't have the body of the Brush Brothers? <laughs> John is saying he doesn't have the body of the Brush Brother. I'm the fr- I'll be the first one to admit that. I might. I mean, both of you have seen me scrub a rock end to end, and I might have the sweeping ability. I just reek of sweat and beer by the time I'm done. Well, that's what it takes to win the Eiley mix uh, or the Eiley Worlds. Eiley Worlds is that what it's called? <laughs> uh, the Eiley Alberta Mini Worlds. I am a four-time champion, and actually, I'm pulling my pile of bones beers out of the beer fridge the year that you helped us win. You know what? I might need to get your glasses from that event for this week at the Briar. <laughs> In case you got to so, tell that so funny story, st- John. <laughs> okay, so funny sidebar here. We're, um, we're, and I don't even know if I told you this, Dad. So we're at the Eiley Mini Worlds in Eiley, Alberta, and it is a small town, fun spiel, great time drinking a bunch of beers, right? Mm-hmm. So we had like at least a three or four hour layover between games. So we hunkered down, made our donation to the Eiley Curling Club, and we had had, as Colin would say, many choice beverages. So we get on the ice, and we all sucked because we are way more goon than the other team. So Colin at the Never time, experienced that. who sing, single single at the time, wanted to try my glasses on to see if he looked good in them. And of course, Haji's a handsome man, so of course he did. So he's like, well, there's no way your glasses are legit. And I'm like, no, they are. So Colin decides to wear my glasses while curling <laughs> after about two ends. We all struggled for two ends. Colin puts my glasses on, shoots the lights out. We're done in six ends. And so we just keep drinking and drinking, and I don't have glasses the whole night because Colin's, like, you know, being good-looking, and he can see in them, and it's all working for us. And uh, so the next morning, we all get up feeling much worse for wear, and Colin calls me out again. He says, listen, Fraser, there's no way that these glasses are real. I'm like, try them on again now that you're sober. He's li-, And he literally just goes, holy ish, what was I, how drunk was I last night? But because of it, I haven't <laughs> And it all... It all works out. <laughs> oh, and finally, one last bit of Dynasty Love Haji. I'm not sure if it was from his campaigning or from uh, sliding into some DMs, as the kids say these days, but uh, you were getting much love from uh, Jamie Nye uh, from CKOM's Green Zone that if you go to the Dynasty Apparel website, go there right now, it's not a hoodie when you order the Saskatchewan curling shirts. It's a bunny hug. I'm so proud of that. I was, <laughs> that suggestion. Incredible. I've never understood it. What does that? It's a weird thing when everybody like for me, I come in, come to Saskatchewan, and everybody says bunny hug. Where does that come right. from? It's just a thing. I don't know. None of us here are originally from Saskatchewan, so I don't think we have the answer <laughs> unless you do, John. <laughs> I, I definitely don't know. I mean, I've I I I've been living here since 2006, and I've never figured it out. And people judge me when I say hoodie, and I think that's why I feel so comfortable doing this podcast. You know, you being an Ontario guy, me being an Ontario guy, I, and now Haji, you're an Ontario guy as well, living up north, not too far from where I was born and raised. Uh, and I joke that you know, if this whole like 
you know, Team McEwen, one of the best teams in the world thing doesn't work out for you. I just want to remind you, I have birthrights to curl in the Northern Ontario Provincials, but, you know, all that <laughs> being put aside, um, you seem to be loving up in Balmertown. You were in Alberta. You grew up small town Alberta, in the peg for a while when you met the boys, met up with McEwen, Rama, all those guys. Now you're in, is it, are you in Red Lake or are you in Balmertown? I'm in Balmertown. I work okay. at the Red Lake Golf and Country Club. Which right. is Palmer Town. <laughs> I curl at the Red Lake that... Curling Club, which is in Palmer Town. <laughs> I love Palmer uh... Town. What a beautiful! It, it's a it's an absolutely beautiful place. It's it's so unique. It has a lot of Canadiana to it, but also a lot of international flair because um, we have a massive gold mine. So, like the cool part about town is at five a.m. And 5 yep. p.m. every day, they do controlled blasts. Oh, wow. And once you live there for a while, you get used to it. But, like, if anybody goes there for the first time, it's kind of it, – it's, <laughs> it's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see what it's, did. it's amazing. It's like a dinosaur is walking down the street sometimes. And the blasts are different levels and, and, and whatnot. And it's just a very, um, very cool community. And it kind of reminds me of growing up where – like, we don't have a movie theater. We don't have a mall. Um, you know, people go outside. They do things. The golf course is a hop in place in the summer. You know, people fish. Um, we have an ice road. Like, if you want to go to – talk about Canadiana. Yeah. If you want to go to Tim Hortons in the winter, you can take the ice road to town to go to Tim Hortons. It's such a cool, unique experience. And I just love it there. It's so It's off the grid. People know each other. People help each other. I know my neighbors. Um, I just appreciate that. And for me, living in cities for a good chunk of my life, it's just really nice to be able to slow the pace down, lower that anxiety. And yeah. I think part of COVID is is interesting where I think people are going to be, you know, in some way thinking about moving out of the cities or moving away from these major urban centers that give you an opportunity to, to you know, connect back to that Um it's just different, and I didn't have that experience before, and I just really appreciate it. It gives me a good contrast to the type of life that I live uh, on the road curling. Well, I can probably assure you that's probably the deepest thing ever said on this podcast, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's fair. Haji, you're way more eloquent than either of us. I mean, especially, especially me when I get angry and chug about four beers before doing this, so. But, but it's interesting. So you've moved out to Northern Ontario, but you obviously still have the connection with Manitoba, thanks to playing for Team Manitoba and all that. And um, this is a football podcast, so we are going to ask a little bit about football. You have developed a bit of a relationship with Adam Big Hill and uh, some of the Bomber players. So kind of what's the story there? Yeah, that's been an amazing story. Um, Adam, Big Hill, Adam Big Hill is, is such a I, – I don't know why he's so nice. Like it, it, for somebody who is so accomplished and so in front of the public to take the time to, you know, to reach out to see how other human beings are doing. It's such a cool, unique thing. And, you know, I really look up to him as as a human being. Like what you see is what you get. It's not uh, it's not fluff. It's not, you know, PR stuff. It's like the, the guy is going for, a you know, going for a drive and he's just like, hey, I'll call Colin. I'm like, I don't really, I, I didn't really know Adam that well previously. And I just know him to be a phenomenal football player. And I watch him right. on TV. Like, 
where does that come from? You know, he, he truly, you know, connects with his community. And, and there are lots of players out there who are like that. And I think we should, you know, acknowledge that when we can. Um, and I think as athletes, we do have a responsibility to do that. There's this like added pressure as an athlete where, um, you know, you need to pretend to act a certain way. I don't think that's fair right. to anyone. It's not fair to the athlete. It's not fair to the fans. No, it's like, it's all fluff. Let's get rid of that fluff. I want to be like him. I want to be like guys like him. Um, yeah. It's tough to be in the spotlight. And it's just really interesting to see someone so accomplished, um, you know, take that time and effort. And, you know, he, he mentioned to me that he was going to be watching the Briar and cheering me on. And, you know, if I need if I need anything, you know, he's been in a lot of big game moments. And, you know, I, I've been in some fairly big game moments in curling, um, you know, but not with the, to the level of how many pe- how many people fit at IG Field in, in Winnipeg. Like, right. I've never experienced that. Right. So, like, like none of us, like none of us have. Uh, I, I got to ask you too, with Big Hill, I see he went to the Haji haircut. Was that inspired by you or? <laughs> we must be trading or something because I don't have a Haji haircut right now. I've got a, I've got a Bjorn Ironside or Ragnar Lothbrok Viking braid currently <laughs> with, I actually have Viking ruins in my hair and I'm going to give you guys an exclusive. I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shave my hair off. Um, I'm gonna donate it to k- some sort of charity, cancer awesome. research, or you know something. When I was younger, I did this with my grandmother. Um, I have a photo. You know, I got an amazing gift from my parents this this winter. They went through all the photos, and they got me all the photos of my childhood. And one of the things I did with my grandmother, um, you know, I don't have any grandparents alive today. And so I have very limited memories. And, you know, I've got a photo that's on my wall right now of, um, you know, shaving my head off or shaving, right. sorry, my, my hair off with my grandmother for cancer because she had ovarian cancer. And, right. you know, initially she passed away. So for me, I'm like, you know what, let's just grow this crazy, silly Viking beard that's not complete. It looks terrible. <laughs> I'm going to braid my hair and put Viking. I, w- I wasn't going to say it about the beard, Hodge. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I have even, you know what I did? You know how crazy I went for this concept? I reached out and I got, I've got fake tattoos from the show Vikings of (laughs) Ragnar Lothbrok. I'm going to slap them on my neck and wherever so that people think, oh my gosh, what's he doing? Did he go nuts? (laughs) So I'm going to have one game where I've got a tattoo on my left side of my neck. And then I'm going to go to the next game where I have a tattoo on the right side of my neck. And then the next game, I'm going to have nothing. And then the third game, I'm going to have tattoos on both sides. And we're going to see how many people <laughs> notice and ultimately how many people get upset about it. And I'm just freaking pumped to see what happens. <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, that is that that is such a good, like, like high-level almost troll job, Haji. Like, I can, like... I can only imagine, like, I have a feeling, like, Russ will be the one to notice and just say something snarky about it, then it'll be gone the next day. Like, that's just that's just what my gut is telling me on this one. Or it'll be Vic saying the changes every time, like you talked about Val Sweetie not having glasses, like, three times in one day during the Scotties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least, yes, that's the thing. Give him something to talk about, Hachi. Much appreciated. That's why we love you, buddy. <laughs> If we have a platform to do something with, why not have fun with it? And well, that's it. You know, I think that is it. 
that's the thing. I want to enjoy my experience with people. I'm not out here curling. I know like it's going to sound a little crazy, but like I'm not out here curling to win for myself as much as, you know, I, I had to go through a lot of anxiety and a lot of my own like anxieties and depression and things like that to, to get to this point. But I am at this point where I'm not curling to win the championship. I'm not going to the Olympics for myself. I've established that that's not actually going to ultimately make me happy. What will make me happy is connecting with people. Right. I started a clothing company to connect with people. I yeah. reach out. I, I, I'm flamboyant because of that. It's not like I'm always happy all the time. Yeah. So, like, let's freaking do this. This makes me happy. I'll yeah. probably be better at curling by doing this. And it's fun. So, says the guy who was an all-star the last briar he was in. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't, I don't focus about curling. Like, you know, I, I have fun with the fans. I, I, I Yeah, last year I won an all-star award. Um I got a first all-star and I won the sportsmanship award. And you know, what's hanging upstairs on my wall is a sportsmanship award. And you know, what's oh, downstairs absolutely. that I don't see every day is my all-star award. It, I remember it just remember, means more. <laughs> well, absolutely. I remember last time uh, you and I played cards this summer over zoom. We, uh, I, I remember seeing your sportsmanship award in the background and that was, yeah, that's a testament to, you know, where you hold it. So speaking of pictures on the walls, everything, making it feel like at home, I got to know, what have you brought into the bubble? Like, what's that like? Obviously, as we talk to you tonight, you're basically isolated in a hotel room. You can't go anywhere. I know there's been some really fun pictures on social media uh, where you're talking to Reed Carruthers, your teammate across on the balcony, Darren Molding from Team Bosher, also a fantastic human, talking to him on the balconies, like... How do you how do you deal with that? Like, how do you go into this bubble that you're going to be in this room basically, and 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 just with the boys? How do you deal with that? Like mentally, what do you bring? What do what do you pack? I mean, other than a lot of local craft beers. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm very grateful for my teammates because this specific group of guys, and 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 especially our coach Rob Meekin, who's called yep. Terry Burtnick, is done it all in the game he was part of the boycott and everything it was just an amazing you know he's got an amazing career and i just i think our team is so analytical it's it's unbelievable so our group chat is talking about what are we going to do um you know what's funny is mike's actually calling me over and over and over again right now (laughs) (laughs) our team's close obviously but yeah we have um, we talked about what are the things we need. Like Mike picked me up a um, a, a humidifier, and nice. just for the room because it's dry out here. Uh, I've got books. Um, one of the things I did was make I I ensured that I was on a balcony that got sunlight for a good majority of the day, and mm. that, things like that. And going outside and and having these op- things are important. Having good coffee, um, having a grinder for the um, for the coffee, like to have fresh beans with fresh ground and having the right, like, you know, percentage of fat in the cream. It's like, you know, these things, I've got a Dracula mug because I love the story of, you know, Vlad Tepish and, and the history of Romania. Like yeah. I've got these tiny little things that remind me of home. And I honestly feel comfortable. And I was pretty scared to come in here. I yeah. was very, I was very scared. I, I, I imagined that this hotel room was going to be a, you know, a dark hole of, of misery and right. it isn't that because we put so many strategies in place. Yeah. 
it's funny you mentioned the coffee and I saw on Facebook today Matt Dunstone talking about how he has to have fresh coffee so like I know you can't interact a lot with other teams but I I just I I picture like you leaving baggies of fresh really ground coffee outside for Matt Dunstone I just I I see that like the illegal like fresh ground coffee market exploding in the briar bubble (laughs) that would be awesome um you know, I think we're all we're like we're, we're all really cognizant of like how do we not break protocols? Because like the the penalties are absolutely severe, very. Oh, severe. absolutely! So, it's basically you don't go to the Olympics. Yeah, and you know that that's a different conversation to have. Um, that's a little bit severe, anyways. But but yeah, like we we gotta be we have to be respectful of each other. That's that's paramount to me. So like yeah. respectful of each other's space, respectful of each other. That like you know I wear a mask in public, and I appreciate other people wearing masks in public specifically for those reasons um right i don't want to get too political on that on that um i don't even really want to go into the science of that i think it's just you know i want to we all want to put gestures forward to each other and fortunately for us at this point we're really we're really lucky that you know the vanguard came before us like the scotty's field Mm -hmm. like those guys are heroes for us we came here without knowing what's happening Mm -hmm. and they work the kinks out where we're just benefiting from it. So like we better not lose sight of that as male athletes. The females who came before us at the Scotties, they they crushed it and killed it. And we're better for it now. And then it's gonna help yeah. the mixed up it's gonna help the men's world. It's gonna help the grand slams. Um Oh, those are happening. So I just <laughs> Men's world, no i know it's the grand slams because on tsm they haven't really the one day the ruffle feathers feathers were ruffled one day when vic said that the uh, bubble was ending on april 11th so <laughs> yeah that, that that was yeah all of us that watched the slams religiously uh especially for a guy like me that uh you know, as I've gotten to know more and more people in the curling community, it's like, oh, I like these guys, and I like these guys, and I like these guys, so I'm all for more more curling. And you know what, Haji, I, and it's funny, you mentioned the mask thing, you're also coming on a podcast where the only time we ever say the F-bomb is to wear your effing mask. Uh, I'm not angry or drunk enough yet to get to that point, but maybe we will after this interview. Um, but you're right, like, like, and on top of that, the women's curlers, like, for, like, Laura to have her baby in the bubble and for Rachel to do what she did eight months pregnant, like, anybody that disrespects women's curling these days needs to give their heads a shake. Like, and it's just unfortunate that that's out there on social media. And I know, like, Joel and I were talking about how much we enjoyed the Scotties. And I'm sure you you watched as well. Like, it's just, it was fantastic curling. And you're right. Like, kudos to the women that came before you guys that put this whole bubble together. Yeah, it, it it is truly amazing. I can't, I, I I can't sit here and understand what it's like. Can't right, because I'm in my position and it's different. And I really appreciate what people have to go through. Like, um, it's easy to relate. It's easy to relate to other people struggling, and right, pretty much other people are always struggling on some level. And for Rachel to do what she did was just like that was so inspiring to me. Like, yep, right. But let's put aside anything else in life, like whether you know any of our accomplishments, anything. That was such a such a a gritty effort to be able to do that. And I'm, but I'm, I can't understand what that takes. 
And there's so many other female athletes who have went through that before. Mm-hmm. So we can't just like, you know, as male athletes, we can't sit here and pretend like we know what's going on. Um, right. We don't. I don't face criticism. Like I'm a lead on a team. I don't throw the final rock. I, I can't relate to what Mike has to go through and the way people treat the last rock thrower. It's just not the same thing. So my social media is all, you know, generally, um, you know, bubbles on a Sunday in the middle of the summer where some other people are getting shade thrown their way constantly. And it's just, right. it's just different. So like when we can always look at each other's perspectives, that's what, that's where sport can be so powerful. Yeah. When we can understand what someone else is going through. And I'm just so, I'm, I'm just so appreciative. And I, and I know many other of the male curlers here at the Briar are, and I think everyone after us should be as well. Going back to the women going through this at the first time, though, have you have you had the chance, kind of, I guess, to probe a little bit? Not so much the you know behind the scenes, the protocols and all that kind of stuff that got sorted out, but just what it's like on the ice in front of an empty arena and you know, sort of dealing with that. Because yeah, curling maybe doesn't draw like forty thousand, fifty thousand crowds, but there's still usually people in the stands, and even if it's not a raucous crowd, there's still generally the white noise and sort of the murmurs and all that kind of stuff that aren't there anymore. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, I want to shout out a very specific person who, again, I, I respect tremendously for what she does for the people around her. She's such a bubbly, bright personality and someone who, like, when she's in the room, everyone feels comfortable. And mm-hmm. this is someone I talked to who, over many subjects, and we were just chatting, you know, she reached out to see how I'm doing here, um, Amanda Gates. Amanda Gates from Northern Ontario. She's on Team Burns. She was previously right. Team Flurry. She went to many Scotties before. You know, she's in these big Scotties events with massive crowds. And then she comes here to this event where it's not there. And, and she mentioned to me how different it was and maybe difficult to be motivated in the same ways. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think the athletes need to have strategies for that. And one of the, one of the silly strategies that, you know, after talking to some of the curlers who came here and just some of my own crazy ideas, cause I'm one of those people who I, I feed off the crowd. Mm. I play better when there's little kids in the front and I can high five them after I make a tick shot and I can tell <laughs> you. Know, yeah. 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 I love that. That's like why I play the game and none of that is going to exist here. So I'm, I'm really grateful there's cutouts. So what I said to the guys was like, well, hopefully there's some cutouts I know. So if I've got a bad rock to deal with, like I'm a lead, I don't throw the same rocks. I'll throw a straight fast one and a slow cutter. Like when you have eight curling stones, they're not the same. So my job on our team is to take them away from the other guys to give them a better chance for success. Right. And then manipulate the way I throw to get results. So when I make those shots, sometimes... You know, I might play 90% in a game. And if I play 90% with two specific stones that I've only played 75% with in the past, that's like the greatest game of curling I'll ever play. So I'm mm-hmm. out there and like people don't really see that. And but leads will understand. Um, or seconds, some teams give them seconds. Um, we don't do that. But, you know, if there's people in the crowd, so I'm like, you know, I've got Hans who's got like the painted beard who comes to all the crowing events. He's just yeah, right. an absolute let Hans and Judy are just the best. I love them. They're so supportive. I can hear their voices in my head if I look at their cutout. So I'm gonna sit there and be like, Hans, you know, this rock is killing me today. I can't <laughs> like, you know, I 
throw it back four and I bury my team every end on the first shot and then Derek has to make up for it and then if he doesn't then Reed has to make up for it and just you know it's a chain reaction so if I can you know get on board with the cutouts and chat them up then that's going to hopefully help me and my team you know it's just like you guys actually can help from home by just existing being there I can hear your voices in my head from past experiences and you know, I, I feel like I sound crazy when I'm saying it out loud. Because the, the, the rare time the voices in the head are good. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that's beauty. I, you know, Haji, I think it's just it's just about time we gotta let you go. God, I could talk to you all night like I always do. We will be catching up over Zoom, but I know Joel had one more listener question that I think is gonna be is gonna go out as we always say on this podcast: embrace the dumb. And feel free to embrace the dumb and the silliness on this one, Haji. This is uh, this is a, a beauty that we got. Who is that? Jacques Cartier sent it to us here, Gas? Yeah, so friend of the show, Jacques Cartier, um, he originally asked, who on tour would you like to punch? Um, I feel that might not be quite so kosher right now, um, considering you're, like, locked. Vibe. Yeah, yeah, you're, like, locked into hotels room with, with these guys right now. It's probably not the best idea. But, so we're going to spin it around a little bit. All of a sudden, you guys are at WrestleMania in a fatal four-way match. You and your teammates, you, Mike Reed, and everyone. Who wins and kind of what goes down in this match? <laughs> I think I think it's obvious who's going to win. Um, <laughs> I've never seen a beard so angry in my life as, as readarama.com. <laughs> Reed's beard. <laughs> like, it's, I, just, I just look in the mirror every morning and, you know, when I can't fill out the facial hair... I just, I think about, like, what it would be nice to have, like, a tight, tight, solid black beard that I could, you know, actually get a razor that's, like, what are the ones, like, you plug it in? Like, I don't even have a razor you plug in. I don't even know what to call it. Um, <laughs> that's the kind of beard he has where, like, it's just so angry and strong. Like, Reed would Reed would take us down no problem. Like, <laughs> Ray, he'd be Rey Mysterio with an angry beard jumping <laughs> I don't even know wrestling moves. You got to talk to Thomas Arbuckle or Robbie Doherty. He'll he'll know better than I will. <laughs> but I can imagine a flying squirrel with an angry beard just like decapitating me. I'm pretty sure that's what would happen. <laughs> what but what but the difference is would there be a difference? Would there be a different winner if Reed went back to being the one of two chartered members of the Western Canadian Soul Patch Club? If he doesn't have the beard, do do Haji, Derek, or Mike win that match? Derek the... wins for fun. Derek, Derek, <laughs> Derek, Derek, Derek. You know, Derek wins for fun because Derek is the he he is the, his nickname's the Sandman because he's the sandbag. So Derek's a very good golfer, but he'll tell you he's not the best golfer. So whatever you do, whenever you get on the golf course, you do not bet against Derek unless you bet against yourself to lose. So Derek is a tap in for that. And like, that's not even a slight at Mike. Um, like I know I'm losing. Come on. Like those guys got, what is it? Five or six years in age on me in 10 years. So, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll be the kid who's inexperienced in this. <laughs> in this age. <laughs> oh God. I could, I could just picture, I can picture the, the finisher though. I could see Derek. Braden Muscoe gave me that nickname. He called me the finisher because of my 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 ticking ability. That, that's. <laughs> mm, um, I could just see like right before the match is about to be over, 
You know, Reed is, oh, you think he's down and out. The referee's been knocked over. And out of nowhere, Derek grabs his corn broom and cracks it over Rama's head. <laughs> One, two, three. It's done as splinters of corn broom go everywhere. And and Sammy's the champ. Yeah, nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. As long as Reed doesn't have a pro slide, because that thing is solid. I've seen him tomahawk that bad boy. You can't break it. <laughs> Uh, Haji, I straight up love you like a brother. Uh, I'll tell everybody that. Thanks for coming on for our annual 8N Nation episode. Uh, we will Zoom and drink some beers for the week. Okay, bud? Thank you. I really appreciate appreciate it, guys. You guys kill it. John, you are my favorite person of all time to talk to, to interview with, whatever. You bring out the best in everybody, so I, I appreciate that. Um, good luck with this all. <laughs> we need it. Thanks, bud. We cheered for you all the way, all right? Well, it doesn't get much better than that, John, does it? As uh, yeah. we are, of course, headed into the Briar Week now. But we'd be remiss if we, before we get into the Briar a little bit, we're going to have a quick little wrap-up here, talk about what we think is going to happen at the Briar, maybe, and talk about a little bit of a gong show that's going on within Curling Canada right now when it comes to uh, the mixed doubles nationals that are also taking place in this bubble. Uh, if we just didn't go back and talk about the Scotties just a little bit, as um i thought it was a great tournament a great week so um maybe a little bumpy at the start but that was to be expected considering pretty much nobody other than a few provinces hadn't really played all year and it was just a phenomenal week and what really sticks out in my mind besides the fact that i think the right team won because i think carrie anderson's team despite having the same record as rachel homans was probably the most consistent team all week i would agree Uh, um, was just the pure entertainment of all the games because at least out of the feature games and then the games we saw on the playoffs on TV, none of them stand out in my mind as that there was the typical blank fest we often see at this level sometimes. Like every game, there was rocks in play every single end for the most part. You still get the odd blank, which is fine, but for the most part, I don't, there's no game really that stands out to me where I remember three or four blank ends happening. No, uh, you're absolutely right, Joel. And that's kind of what we talk about with Haji. It's just the, the quality of women's curling. It all mm-hmm. it all falls back to that, that, you know, people make jokes and make jabs on social media. But it was, it was every single time I turned it on. Now, you, a couple times you'd have the odd blowout. You'd, you'd turn oh, yeah. it on in the fifth set. I mean, that's going to happen. That, that happened. That's going to happen at the Briar, too, especially early on as yes, some of the lesser, yes. lesser end, some of the lesser teams, no offense to them, they would probably still beat us are there, but they're not, you know, they're not that elite level. And I think especially at, you know, in the men's game, that jump from sort of the bottom to mid range to the top is a lot, you know, is a lot higher than the women's game. That's no offense to the women. There's just a larger sort of middle zone within the women's game, which makes, in my opinion, more interesting to watch. Well, no, absolutely. Because you, you know, coming into this briar, like there's, I mean, even look at the betting odds. I mean, you've, you've basically got... You've got Gushu, you've got, you've got so many, like, I'm just thinking, like, you got, I'm just thinking teams off the top of my head at that mm-hmm. top level that you could make a case. Like, you could tell me, okay, John, next week, I mean, obviously, we're pulling for, you know, Team McEwen, Wildcard, Manitoba. We're pulling for Saskatchewan and Matt Dunstone, Jason Gunlinson from Manitoba, Kevin Cooey, Brad Gushu, John Epping, Brendan Botcher, mm-hmm. uh, Brad Jacobs, like, there's eight names in this briar that to me are above that that middle mix. And right? I mean and Glenn Howard doesn't have the usual wear and tear of a year on him, so I mean 
would I put would I put money on Wayne Madaw skipping? And Wayne hasn't thrown rocks in a while, right? Because Wayne Mm -hmm. had to fill in for Glenn um, because of a snowmobile accident. But no, so that entire team is older. But I mean, I'm not saying I would put money on them, but maybe the fact that there isn't a wear year of wear and tear on these older guys, you never know, right? Well, well, and speaking of putting money on, I was actually looking at, I was looking at some of the bets on Sports Interaction. I think BC would be a good team to put money on. Yeah, they're paying out one on Sports Interaction. They're paying out one twenty-four, right? So you put down a buck, you're winning twenty-four. That's Steve Laycock. That's Jimmy Cotter. Like that's a team that to me is just on the outside of being in that that upper echelon. But there's just there's holy crap like just yeah. again you look yeah well yeah look... i saw uh an article that was on tsn the look at the odds for the 2021 briar they've got gushu at the favorite at plus 225 yeah uh sorry my computer's being a little slow here uh kevin cooey's next at 300 uh jacob's 330 then botcher at 450 pretty good value there i think considering if you're going to one of the top guys i mean the guy's been in the last two three finals and exactly. then, then our boy Colin Hodgson, Mike McEwen, seven hundred. Yeah. Uh, at being at seven fifty seems low because they're that's another probably a good value play considering him and Ryan and you know they're a very good team as well. Uh, Dunstone eleven hundred, uh, Gullinson thirteen hundred, and yeah, Glenn Howard thirteen hundred, and then yeah, the field Jim Cotter, British Columbia at twenty five hundred, James Gratton, and you know from there you know we can go forty five hundred, and then uh, if you really want to have some fun. You can put a dollar on uh, Nunavut for uh, $36,500. Plus $36,500. That, of all the things that are going to happen in sports, that's that's not going to be a thing. Um, I like, like, talking betting. Mike McEwen at, 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 again, Sports Interaction, I'm looking at it right now, 783. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, I'm going to throw some money in my account tonight. Uh, I'm going to toss some on Dunstone. One... Dunstone wins. You're getting eleven to one. You're getting seven, basically eight to one for Mike McEwen, twenty-four to one for for Cotter and Laycock, thirteen to one for Gunner. Now, here's the big thing, and and, and this is a lot. I think what my picks are going to be based on. Mm-hmm. I drop Cooey a bit this year, only because I think the teams that have been together are going to have a huge advantage. I mean, we we kind of saw that at. The Scotties. I mean, Anderson's yeah. team has been together all year, and they were the best team all week. They they didn't make much changes. Holman did a little bit, but nothing. You know, I mean, Belisa Weagle. But there was one. There was one switch there, but for the most part, they're still there, and three of them live in the same province. So it's not. It's not like it's and out that of the province. Is Alberta, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, but but again, in the men's game, uh, Gushu's been together. Jacobs have been together. Botcher together. McEwen's been together. Uh, Epping didn't make any changes. I love Matt Dunstone. I love the out of Kirk Myers. I cannot say enough good things about Kirk Myers as a human and as a curler, but Mm -hmm. there's a new guy working his way in, you know, uh, the Glenn Howard thing with Wayne having to come in because of Glenn's injury. But again, like Gunner's team is looking good and, and Steve Laycock. So it's just, to me, again, like we just rattled off 10 names that I think could win this thing. But on the same note, I think the drop, like, I think you've kind of got your eight. Then you got Steve Laycock, and you got Wayne Madoss slash Glenn Howard, and then you just have a drop off. Mm-hmm. And and that's of no offense to these other guys. They are no. they are good humans. They are, they like making the commitment to be here. But you know, 
you could make a case for 10 teams and then the other ones you're going to see you're going to see some not so good games in in some of those other ones yeah no absolutely so you're only allowed to put your money on one team to win john shit publicly at least yeah you can bet as many teams as you want behind the scenes i don't really care but if you had to pick your team that you think is going to win who are you taking gotta go with my heart i gotta go with mike McEwen's team i i gotta i mean those uh Colin and I have been buddies for so long and I've had an opportunity to get to know that, those guys. I think I think their mindset and again, I don't know the rest of the teams as well as I know the Mike McEwen team. I have mm-hmm. I've I've known these guys for years. I've had beers with them, I've had visits with them. They're friends of mine. I just think especially talking to Colin, those guys have the right mental makeup for a bit of a weird week. Mm-hmm. And I think they're doing the right things. And I think they finally, you know, they spent a year or two figuring out, well, Reed's going to call it and Mike's going to do this. And now it's just, this is Mike's team. This is Mike's decision. And the guys have kind of fallen in line. Uh, Colin is is one of the best leads in the world. Like Reed had a huge briar. Derek can just make rocks go away when he needs to. And you've seen some of the shots Mike McEwen's made in his life. Um and as well, Colin didn't bring it up, but I know they've got a chip on their shoulder. There was teams put in the trials already ahead of them, despite them having more Canadian team ranking systems points. So, mm-hmm. you know, those guys are all very chill. But I think, you know, you take four of the nicest guys in the world, put a bit of a chip on their shoulder to go out and win this thing and, and earn their spot to the trials. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that's going to be huge. I, I mean... Yeah, it sounds biased because Colin is such a good friend. Well, I, I mean, I, I understand you want them to get to the trials so you can meet up with them. <laughs> <laughs> so I can be there when they become the Olympic team and really selly. That will be a three-day bender. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, and again, I'll be the first to admit, I'm affected by personal biases because I like these guys a bunch, right? Yeah, um, I, I think you've made these picks like every year for the last few years. If I remember correctly. Although, you know what? I should phrase or jinx this. You probably should if you were smart, but you All right. No one's ever, no one's ever accused you of being smart, so. No, it's true. All right. Um let's phrase or jinx this and go with uh John Epping. Put my money on John Epping. See, I don't know if it's gonna work since you've already said that you're taking no, but I yeah. but I didn't close. I didn't finish my sentence. I was doing that thing where I ramble for a bit and kind of get to a point. But uh, mm-hmm. let's go. No, John's a good guy too. Um, uh, betting. Uh, they're all. That's the problem. I know these guys are good guys. Okay, I'm gonna put all my money on Kevin Cooey. I'm gonna pick Kevin Cooey to win and hope the Fraser Jinx. So just like when I kept picking against the Bombers, I'm gonna pick <laughs> Kevin Cooey to win, hoping that Fraser Jinx works out and Mike McEwen's the actual winner. That's one way to go about it for sure. Uh, for Let's Fraser jinx this thing. Absolutely. And I, I'm so surprised the bomber thing in the Grey Cup worked because usually when you openly talk about jinxes like that, it doesn't usually work out. So The Fraser jinx is that strong. Appara- yeah, apparently, is that strong. apparently it is. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with the guy who's kind of been on the doorstep the last few years. I think it's the year that uh, Brandon Botcher and his team are going to get over the hump. Oh, good good call. And uh, tarps off for Lupus uh, on that one there for Darren Molding. Yeah, and so... There's one little bit of business we're going to talk about here on this, and then we'll uh, we'll probably, for the most part, shelve the curling conversation other than little bits and pieces here and there, like we tend to do from time to time for, I don't know, about a year from now. Um, 
right. or maybe two years from now, three years from now, who knows? <laughs> who really, who really knows? Although, although I feel like I feel like if McEwen, you know, rides the Fraser Jenks to a Briar win, I feel like we got to have Colin on again. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, we can have eight, eight point five, and even just a quick like. 15 minutes of football picks because, again, he's buddies with Adam Big Hill, so yeah, it's kind of like guess, football. Yeah. It can be. It, it can be about anything, I guess, if you really want it to be. Um, Embrace the dumb. Given his situation and where he is right now, this was something that Colin wasn't really um, available to talk about, and we understand that. But well, I, I, if you yeah, if you follow him, if you follow him on Twitter, I think you kind of get the idea of what's going on here a little bit. And it seems to be there has been balls dropped, shall we say, uh, within Curling Canada in terms of communicating with their athletes when it comes to the mixed doubles, which is coming up in the uh, curling bubble after the Briar, which should yes. be another fun event. will be great to watch as I think, I think mixed doubles has a great future as maybe, you know, a really great way to grow the game worldwide. We'll just, we'll just say it, that. It's so much fun to play. Mm. It is like Lacey and I did it once, but it was funny. We decided we were just going to drink and not sweep. <laughs> Even better. We, yeah, we actually it was funny. The first game we played, we played my buddy Dave, and I threw a rock. I turned around to Lacey, I grabbed my beer, and I sat down. And he went, "You're not gonna, you're, you're not, you're not gonna sweep that." I went, "Nah, too much work. I'm here to drink." <laughs> but anyway, so you may have heard on the um, Scotty's broadcast, the broadcast crew there talking often about the team of Colin Hodgson and Ke- Chelsea Carey when it comes to the mixed doubles. <laughs> And how you know that was coming up. The thing is, those two are a team, but they're not actually going to be at the mixed doubles nationals. Why? No. Because eh, who knows? It just seems to be a whole lot of weirdness going on right now that there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of clarity about, and it seems like Curling Canada's really dropped the ball, basically. Curling Curling Canada has completely screwed this up. Not even dropped the ball, they have just made a complete and utter joke about the mixed doubles. The irony is, is when they first brought Jeff Stoughton onto this program, the, his job was to go like you had all these mixed doubles specialists that were getting their asses kicked by countries like Hungary. <laughs> Literally, Hungary was kicking our asses because Canada was sending mixed doubles specialists. So Curling Canada's job all those years ago was to go convince elite curlers to take up mixed doubles and curl together which obviously worked really well in the olympics with john morris and caitlin laws they won gold so they go out and curlers that are good friends started forming these teams and like elite curlers like you know you've watched kirk myers and and laura walker win in nationals go to worlds to elite curlers right so the fact that colin and chelsea who, fun fact, I was listed as their coach for the Mixed Doubles Nationals here in Saskatoon as kind of a joke, but I do have the jackets. <laughs> um, they both stayed at my place. I love Kind of like dearly. how I'm going to coach your run at uh, Northern Ontario Trials next year? Absolutely. With Haji <laughs> and me, it's going to be all good. Um, <laughs> so here's what Curling Canada does. Colin and Chelsea have won bond spiels before as Mixed Doubles against some of the best teams in Canada. They're very good friends. They're great curlers. They work so well together. And they are, I would say, one of the top teams in the country. They've proven that. It's not just like 
you know, they're trying to get in because they've never curled together and they're both really good at their respective positions. No, this is this is a duo that have won games at an elite one bond spiels on an elite level before. And curling Canada decides to just like, again, everything's all screwed up with the pandemic. Just kind of not tell anybody what the like uh, what you need to do to get into the mixed doubles nationals. So the mixed doubles nationals teams are uh, announced and Colin and Chelsea are left out. And it's bullshit because like they applied, they said we should be there, but they didn't really specify what you needed there. It's like if you were applying for a job online and it said, we need you to fill out boxes one to five. They did that. They did their job. They filled up boxes one to five. But in the tiniest, like, two-point font, it said you also need to send us an email with boxes six to seven filled out. And because Curling Canada somehow didn't communicate to its players, to its elite athletes, what they needed to do, they got screwed. They're not the only ones. Matt Dunstone and his girlfriend were looking to curl together in this thing. Last time I checked... Matt Dunstone is better than Billy and Bobby, who are mixed double specialists, who've got their asses kicked every single year since this became a thing. How Curling Canada is taking our tax dollars, doesn't pick up the phone and go to Colin and Chelsea and go, hey, you guys have kicked ass for a while. Uh, um, you didn't fill out boxes six and seven on your application. You should probably do that. Or to a Matt Dunstone and have the same conversation. So now, the real question is, is this going to screw them out of the Olympics? And we said Olympics. You could hear in Colin's voice. He deferred. He doesn't He's doesn't want to get into it. But I'm going to get into it. So the fact is, the Olympic team, the Olympic trials and everything for the mixed doubles is going to be affected as part of this national championship. So you just took four of the best curlers that you have that have won events together and Team Dunstone and Team Kerry and Hodgson who have secured sponsors and everything because of a technicality, because you couldn't come across and say, hey, oh, by the way, we need you to do these things to qualify. It's bullshit. It is like, I don't know who they have in charge of the logistics at, at Curling Canada over this mixed doubles thing. They got to lose their job. This is unacceptable. Like, this is dumb. This would be like... This would be like leaving Brad Jacobs out of the briar because Northern Ontario is not really a province. It's it's stupid, it's acidine, and it needs to be fixed. You need to let your elite teams in there. You need to communicate with them. You need to speak to them. And you need to fix this curling Canada. Otherwise, you're going to lose to Hungary again. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.